You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings and welcome. I am Parisha, your host on Windows in Your Mind. This show is brought to you by Law of Attraction Radio Network, the voices of consciousness and spiritual evolution. Windows in Your Mind is a never-ending journey into the unfolding of the unknown and the frontiers of consciousness and discovery. We discuss the magnificence of who we are a humanity of divine origins and the embodiment of the I Am. We are in the evolution of understanding ourselves as players of the universal flow of change and come to the realization we are not in the universe. The universe is in us. There is a galactic gathering and we need know what's being communicated. We discuss the expansive range of quantum and the realization of coherence in our place in the cosmos. We discuss the validation of psychic perception and esoteric wisdom of ancient beginnings as time before time and ancient futures. We exist in the field of intention and abundance, a field of infinite possibilities. You make a difference, and you matter in this world. By the command of Great Spirit, you are chosen to be. Your fingerprint says you are the original and only one of you. You are the chosen, and you are the one you have been waiting for. It is our time, and we are the star seeds. It is wonderful to have you take this time to join us today, and it says to me that you have come determined to achieve greater levels in life and have chosen to claim your power and resolve those challenges. Our program today is for all of you who have come to the realization of needing to go further than you have ever gone before. Together, we burst down the walls of pathways of habitual thinking and are fully charged and ready to step into our natural birthright of joy and abundance. So let's begin. We are a circle of wisdom keepers, and our gate is to south and our keeper is the wolf, Wea. Welcome, beloved. It is good to have you and to spend this time. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 Internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. 
Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Yes, and here we are again in Windows in Your Mind on LOA Radio Network. And we are starting another one-hour wonderful program of sharing things with you. And I am your host, Parisha, and we are going to do wonderful and exciting journeys as we look at our particular pathway through time, through the universe, and through all that life gives. So today we're again going to kind of bring your attention back to Facebook. You know, some of you are on it and you're giving a lot of good information and a lot of feedback and we pass it on. Remember how our world will be is how we think and how we do it, okay? So for all of you who are passing along wonderful information, even if it feels like it's negative but you know it's what's going on, as soon as we know that that's what's going on, that information input helps us make a choice as to how we want it to be. So we don't go against it. We don't get out there and start yelling at those people or trying to harm those people or make less of those people's importance. What we do do, though, is that we start standing stronger in what we know that we would like it to be. So it just says it's kind of like what you learned when you were in school. You took a test because that test told the teachers what they needed to teach you more of and get you stronger in. So when we hear the information and we realize it's not the reality that we want, it's not a time to tuck your head and run or be in denial. Okay, you say, so if that's what's happening, I need to get stronger in how I want it to be this way. So then then you dig in and you do a bit more meditation or you get more aware of what you're doing in meditation or in your mindful states or you get out and do your services stronger. You know, you, the minute that maybe things feel comfortable, it's just... It's just natural human tendency that you're going to get lax. You know, you're going to lay back a little bit more and everything. So when we hear these so much, you know, so many things that we're not going to want to be a part of and we consider them negative or whatever, again, that's judgment, that's you running in denial, that's not courage, that's not faith, and that's not strength. Okay, what it is is you look at that and you see that this is not the way that you want it to be then you get stronger in what you want it to do, okay? You get stronger in your practices, and that's exactly what makes the difference and changes things. Not your anger, not your judgment, not your going against, okay? We know that wars don't work, right? So we don't want to be divided and against something. We just want to make sure that we're as strong as the opposition is in their perspective and view and what they believe and carry on, that you're doing equally as much, Okay, so there's no one to blame when it's falling apart but ourselves. So it's meaning that to be an activist, to be a spiritual warrior, means to stand strong and to do more effort, to put out more activity, and to serve better. Okay, so that's what we want to do. So all of you who are coming on Facebook or on the fan page, and please check here on on our LOA uh, 
home sheet here that you actually go to the home page and you tap on to button to be a fan, you know, and then that helps you bring your messages to me so that I get all of them. And so, you know, at the same time, so does my beautiful friend Jules, who actually, you know, manages and owns this LOA network, is that we work together with beautiful, powerful networks all over this world, of which you become another strength. You matter. You make a difference. Don't ever think that you stand alone and that you just won. One makes the difference from zero to nothing. So let's make it stronger. Get on there. Give us, you know, your reflection. And like I said, if you, you're aware that something is happening and I'm not, I can't add that to my day's energy field. I can't, I can't put something stronger into that field to make a difference. So I don't consider what you're saying sending bad news or propagating negativity or whatever. I realize that all information and, and all realities are part of the sandbox of which I'm playing in, and it's called Earth and Life. So what's going on, I need to know so that I can make choices to where I want to stand with that. Okay, And so please, by all means, send those things, but also send all of those beautiful... Some of you are, are so poetic. You send beautiful messages that actually grow flowers of thoughts and when you read them, you know, they take you someplace. So again with you, I am so very, very blessed. So please keep your communications going. Get on my Facebook. You know, that would be V-E-N Parisha. Okay, so that's V-E-N dot Parisha, P-A dot R-I-S dot H-A dot dot com. You know, get on there. Let me know what you're thinking. You know, it makes a difference. Okay, so with talking about that, like I said, I, I, I take very serious a lot of your feedback and stuff, and some of you have been sending some pretty good stuff along, and uh, we just want to talk about that. You know, there's very few days when, when we feel we have absolute control of our time, and that, that's effective to all of us. And no matter what our schedules are, there's always that change taking place that keeps something from happening or puts something more into the schedule. And sometimes at the end of our day, and and what we have had schedules, we have not met all of it, but then there's a whole lot that we have met and taken care of that's been added to it. And then sometimes, because we don't feel that we're really managing it well enough, it begins to drag on our spirits. And then we begin to think that maybe we're not doing the right thing, or maybe we're not good enough, or... You know, we start all of those pity, pity, pity me stuff. And, and you, you really want to not do that. Measure yourself by your accomplishments. I, this is what I've learned. And it applies to money as well. Okay? Is that some people give $10. And they give $10 because this is an income level that may be far less than some very, very wealthy person. But then again, it might be just be an average income. But maybe in that person's income, they're taking care of a whole lot of things, a whole lot of things and, and nurturing for other people. They're caring, you know, they're, they're doing what they can do and taking that dollar to the maximum of how they can stretch it to its limit. And then they add $10 to something else that come up that they didn't plan on and they didn't budget for. And that $10 is solid. And then you have another person who will throw a hundred or a thousand dollars in there, and it's trivial. It, it isn't a reach for them at all. You know, it's just okay. I got it. There it goes. And so they put it in there. Which do you presume will get the greatest impact? 
You know and I know. It will be the person who didn't have it to give that gave it. So, you know, and I, and I do manage and move a lot of money along. That is, that's not a doubt, okay? I, I generate and, and everything that I do, I, I, I never feel... First off, I'm a person who don't like to eat alone, so it's never really a good meal until there's lots of good, happy laughter and faces around the table. So if it means I've got to pick up the bill for that, I'm willing to do that because it's my need to have that wonderful circle of social and, and wonderful people to love, you know. So, I mean, we all make those kind of choices. So basically then when we come to this person's $10, that person's $10 goes far further because it wasn't planned on, wasn't really something extra that they had. Or it really wasn't because they had such a cushion amount coming in that it didn't matter on other and would not have impact on other things that, you know, they have to take care of. But all the same on that act of faith or just that consideration of, okay, if it's needed, you know, and the need looks great, let me do what I can and this is the best I can right now. That makes a difference. That makes such a difference. And that person reach is greater their impact is greater so when we're giving you know at a comfortable level and we've decided okay well I could give this and it really won't matter to the things I want to do maybe you want to relook at that you know it's when it did matter to what you wanted to do it matters to how does it make the difference now so sometimes given that a little bit more is a little bit scarier but then it measures a whole guy great amount of God's work so let's do that okay but then like I said at the end of the day when we look at all this and we realize okay wow it just seems that it's endless and it doesn't stop and and I don't know where to go with it anymore because it just it doesn't it doesn't stop well it does stop beloved it stops when you stop making it a problem so whenever I feel myself dragging in and that the body's kind of beaten up, you know, and, and definitely whatever the joy of enthusiasm I might have had for the day, and maybe it rained a lot on that, I'll go put the music on. And uh, I just love this this new music they've got to where they're doing the rumba and stuff up there. And, you know, I'll throw off whatever extra clothes I have and get up there and start doing that, shake it loose and everything. And then the music just lifts my spirit. And then I hear from within my spirit saying, yes, you can, yes, you can. And I say, yeah, I do. So, you know, you just, you have to find your own little fixes for it. But you just never, never want to come in on yourself and think you didn't do enough. If you did anything, you made a difference. And that's what you want to take credit for. So, yeah, you know, the, those those days can get long. And because we're in a, a definite, I mean, all of us at this time in the world, we're in this place called Earth because there is huge change happening. And these are evolutionary changes and cyclic movements that must be answered. You determined as spirit to come into form and be here. That's my belief. So, yes, you're a part of it. And, yes, there's something here for you to do. That fingerprint says, I can't do it for you because mine's different than yours. And yours is like mine, individual and unique of itself. So, yes, you do have something to do here. And, yes, you do have great purpose. And however much of that you got done today, I am definitely in great appreciation of. So you just stay strong and you just keep going. And that's what makes it work. Pretty soon, 
we we will become you know some people become real wound up in their problems of any particular moment and uh, you know that the, that the enthusiasm begins to drift away and we become a part of a mist of you know a baby not today, but someday, you know, I have those someday friends, okay, and they'll say, someday I'll get to that, you know, and, and I'll get to what I want to do, and and I realized that I was doing that, I, I you know, I, I love books, I don't get to read them, I love them, I mean, you know, a, a new book is like a new handbag to me, I just love books, and I bet I have probably read only if I've even read one percent of the books that I have have had ownership of, that would be saying something, okay? But I love looking at them. I love their presence. I love them to be around me. If you come to any of my offices or in my home or anything, you'll see that I have books, shelves of books, and the titles of the books all mean something to me. And sometimes I get to read some sheets of them. And sometimes when I'm in that place, you know, of thinking someday. I just go over, because I, I say that when I get books. Someday I'll have time to sit down and just relax and read this wonderful book. And, you know, when I find myself doing that, it's like, no, I could do some of that right now. I don't have to wait for someday. So I'll go over to my bookshelf and pop off one of the titles that means something right then and there and just open it up wherever. Just let it open up and I'll read one or two pages and then I'm delighted because what I have found, and I'm sure you have, some of you must have done this. I don't feel I'm alone in this. The pages that I found were actually coordinated to whatever I was doing that day. I mean, right on, right on the minute. And I mean, you're looking at a book with 300 pages and you just chose to jump into one or two. And it's like somebody just wrote you a letter directly pertaining to this moment of your life. And then when I get through with it and I sit down, it's like, oh my God. I could probably have read that book from front to cover and never got that much out of it. You know, it was just appropriately there in that moment. And it worked. It worked beautifully. It gave me, you know, answers and solutions. All of a sudden my creativity is stimulated and all these wonderful ideas come up. And pretty soon I see myself doing, you know, some obvious objective solutions of some sort. Anyway, the creativity comes, the ideas flow and I'll jot them down, and when I put them in exercise and start moving on them, the returns are always magnificent. It's just who we are. We're in the presence of love always. It's just that mind child, that wonderful brain, and the child that it is, and it's growing and evolving, just some days don't see it quite that way. So it's up to us, the observer, to put it back into perspective, and that's what that does for me. Okay, so to all of my someday friends, you know, you need to know that today is that day. That today is the day you can sum up all of what life means to you, and this can be that someday. Okay. Okay, but then you know, in, in any given day where our work is finished, and it's possible that the things that we believe to be so aren't really as as intensive as we thought, or as necessary as what we thought, and then then we begin to feel bad about that. And they begin to rob us of, of, of our lives. We, we begin to believe that this is something that I have to do right now. And I'm going to have to put what I want to do aside. And I'll get to it someday, but not today. Then we we'll, then we allow this that we feel we should. You know, should is like a stick, right? You beat yourself up with it. Then you say, I should have done this, or I should do this instead. Okay, what part of you is determining that? 
who's saying that? You know, with all the voices that roam around in our brains, and we now know through brain research we've got tons of them, okay? Who's saying that? And why is that one, one voice ruling? Someday, meaning that you're putting it off to another time, may never come. But if it was something that you loved and longed for, you know, like me, go, to, go do a little bit of something of that. You know, when I, when I go to those books, that's my answer. Sometimes it's that, you know, because I take on a whole lot of, of, of energy work for different things that's going on in the world. My wonderful, beautiful family will say, you know, hey, how about us going over here? You know, so-and-so wants to go over to see, you know, the cars, the, the car show, or they want to go to something's happening in the park, or, or this or that or whatever, you know. And it's like, okay, well, you guys go, and, and I'll catch up with you sometime later. And I love my husband because he, he's definitely the grounding wire in my life. Sometimes he, he's actually the balancing point because my beloved Tony will also play the devil's advocate for me all the time. He'll go opposite of what I am so that I have to look at myself and make sure I hear what I'm saying. And so he'll say to me, so this is someday, you feel someday you'll have time for us. And I know he's being sarcastic, and at that time, I don't, you know, don't, don't hear me saying, oh, yeah, 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 it's okay, honey. No, I look at him, and I say, don't start that. Don't try to make this a guilt trip. And he goes, I can't make anything guilty. If you feel guilty about it, maybe you need to look at it. And it's like, get out of here. Just go on. Get out of here. But then, you know, I think about that. And it's like, okay, why do you feel guilty? If you're thinking that what you should do right now, is more important than what they're asking you to join them with. You know, and then I don't know about how the rest of you think, but I start thinking about because I deal a lot with people in passing. And I realize that when people are passing, they always share with me, you know, I remember that I made my work everything, and I spent very little time with my children. If I have any regret in life, it's that I didn't spend more time with my family. Or they'll say that I didn't take more time just to appreciate. You know, so it's in those final hours of our life's completions that we start looking about what was important. Well, I make myself do that when, when these particular situations happen. And I think, you know, am I, am I allowing this should to rob me of exactly what the joy of my life is? Now... Many times when I tell them to go on, you know, go ahead, go enjoy yourselves, I'll catch up with you later. I mean, it's sincere. You know, my husband loves old cars, and the man can spend a whole day just getting in and out of old cars. Doesn't mean a thing to me. In fact, in the few times, and it's been very few times, believe me, that I thought, I, well, I'll just go with him and at least be company for him. He don't even know I'm there. He, you know, what, and I'm sort of like the puppy just following along as he's jumping out of the cars and he's talking to all the other enthusiasts and everything else. And really, I'm just a bump on the, on the log there, okay? So after that, I've learned that when he wants to go to the cars, yeah, he always asks me. And he tells me it's meaningful to him when I'm there. But he don't talk to me. First off, he doesn't talk to me, rightfully so, because I'm not into any of them old cars, okay? And so basically, talking to me would... Take, give him no joy of whatever he's there for, believe me. So then it's at those times when he says that, and I'll say, I know you'd love my company, but guess what? We'll keep it when, when we do meet today. We'll be on mutual ground. We'll enjoy what we're both doing. 
all right, I'm going to go, I'll catch you later, you know. So I don't feel guilty then. But there are just those times that I do realize that I'm doing the shoulds that are robbing me of what the joy of my life is. And, and that I realize in that moment when I've said no, that with all my heart I want to. And then I have to turn it around again and say, if this was my last moments, if this was the very last acts of my life, would I be okay with what I just did? And if the answer is no, then I change it. And sometimes it costs me time. Sometimes it puts me behind on a project and I have to stay up later and do it. But I, I, when I stay up later, I don't tire as fast because I got to have the joy of what really was important to me in the moment it was offered to me. Hear what I said, keyword here, in the moment that it was offered to me. Okay, and so we all have to come to that. And then, you know, I've even had to turn to other people if I've gone ahead and done something of joyful uh, jubilation. I'll, I'll have to sometimes say to a few of my friends or my team, you guys, you know, like I took some time out today and I'm really, really behind and this is really time sensitive. Has anybody got some time that they can throw in here and help me? And and they'll do it for me too. You know, they'll do it for me as I do it for them. And that's that's when having that great circle of friends and loved ones and those who care, it just makes you understand the oneness that we are. So all of that makes a big, big difference. William Blake, being one of the greatest poets that we've ever had, he often speaks of this as the God within or the spirit of, of essence of what we really are. And uh, he believed that if we keep alive our ability to see and feel the beauty of our life, most all his work speaks of that, that our menial tasks will become easy and, and the way whatever we choose to go at it will be successful. And I really, you know, sometimes I, it's in reading his stuff, and that's William Blake, that I actually see the reality or even the validation of why, you know, I make those decisions of change in a moment or whatever I have to do. And I believe that with all my heart. You know, we, we cannot let the goodness of life pass us by just to be in the service of life. We do, the people that I hang out with and what I call my team and that, we do a tremendous amount of service. We really do. Our joy is in doing it. You know, if it was something that we did in drudgery or resistance or lack of, of enthusiasm, it would tear us down and eventually we wouldn't do it anyway. Okay, so we don't begrudge it, but we do put in a tremendous amount of hours in just you know, reaching and doing more than just for ourselves, and it works, okay? And it, it's it's important that you evaluate yourself as you're doing that. Please take time to smell the roses. Make sure that the, the really heartfelt things in your life are also being a part of everything else that you're doing, okay? And, and uh, you know, pay attention to that. You have to be aware of how time moves, that yesterday is only a dream. Okay, and that tomorrow is only a vision. We haven't gotten there. Okay, but today, in this moment, present time, we're alive. And this is what's important right now. And if we live as we, sh we, we could and, and our yesterdays become the dreams of happiness and the fulfillment as we see them move on into the tomorrows and that our vision of hope comes to realization and physical reality. You know, then we're looping all of those particular stages of time into the present 
and they become the very instruments and tools of what we need to make the immediate present decisions of what we stand for and what's worth it all. Okay. Uh, I, I see so many people living and spending their time judging tomorrow by whatever experiences they had yesterday. I wish I could tell you that word. It doesn't. Okay. The faith does not support us in that pursuit of trying to judge ourselves always from what was. Okay. In some great stroke of fortune, maybe we can overtake that particular perspective, but then maybe again there are enough changes and and uh, turbulence in that day that it just doesn't really give us something better to stand on right now. Okay, so whatever we're expecting to happen because of the experiences we had yesterday sometimes can rob us of what we can have right now. And if we're so hell-bent on looking for tomorrow that we have not made the most of today, we will never feel fulfilled. Never. It's never enough. It won't go anywhere. Your cup is always half empty. Okay, so present time awards or validations of what is right, what is good, what is, you know, expected or wanted right now. Those, those are tremendous but empowering times. Okay, and so we, we, we need to understand that sitting and waiting for the world to change for us isn't going to happen. And, and never guessing that what we are is at any given time the one that has to change. It is outside of us. It's never outside of us. It's inside of us. Uh, sometimes Creator, I would say most times, Creator puts me into areas of need that are just desolate, horrendously sad situations. Great suffering, death all around, destruction, you know, debris, uh, you know, just, just really a heavy situation. And then I have to look at, at the trauma, the effects of trauma all over these wonderful beings and realize that the choice I have to make is start first with making those beings feel that change is present and that things are going to get better. And here I here what I've learned in my 55 years of that service, beloveds, is that unless I feel it, I can never convince them of it. Unless I have it in me to know that no matter what that they have undergone and how devastating their situation right now can be, that it's for a better good if we want to make it that way. It can make a change and it can open better doors and windows than ever we've had before. Crisis teaches us that. Let's just get to where we don't need crisis to teach us that. But I find that that's where the heart of my work comes in and I'm ever renewed for it. Sometimes when I walk upon the scene and we land where the project is and what has to be done, it's like when my eyes takes in the scenery, it's like, you know, there's something inside me that'll take a gasp and say, oh my goodness, you know. And uh, I just know it's okay. Let's find who are my survivors. Where are the survivors? Who are the people that are here? You know, knowing that I got to get to them and stop the bleeding, and stop the hurt, and stop the, the fear or the concerns that all is lost. 
And so I have to go into my heart then. I have to go into my body, mind, and find out where my hope and my faith is. And let those be the seeds that I can, you know, plant into another person's mind and reality in that moment in present time. So always in present time. What is the first thing to be very grateful for? Is that everybody here is, is in a good place and that we can handle and take care of all the needs right now, right here. And once we get focused on that, you know, maybe those who have been lost or those who have passed in the situation or, you know, whatever the physical losses and destructions are, we can take care of them once we get the spirit of those that are there into present time. And in present time, it needs a leadership quality that truly at its own base has faith. When I first started in this work, I would actually join other groups and organizations and take off and, you know, whenever the need was real bad, you know, I was the first one to sign up and off would go and all these other things. But then I would notice that a lot of these people, when they were arrived, arrived in a critical state, just emphasizing everything that was wrong and everything that was lost and all this other. It's like, no, 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 we, we can't do that. You know, we're here to stop that. We're here to make that, we're near here to turn that corner. We've got to do an 180-degree turn here. We've got to bring in the love, the enthusiasm, the faith, and the trust that we have answers, solutions, and we're moving ahead from here. And then, you know, I would see that I would irritate people when I would start with all of my, you know, rah, rah, rahs and stuff, and it's like, okay, uh, I, I, can't, I can't work with that. I don't, I don't want to waste my time trying to build the enthusiasm of the team that I'm with that's supposed to come in to give these people who have had the turbulence, you know. And it's like, so if you're trying to work within your own structure, it's like, no. So I just kind of started taking off with my own little group. You know, I find others like myself. And we weren't as great in numbers. That's an absolute. We weren't. But then we would make tremendous change, you know, because every one of us was holding the fact we're here. We are the solution. We come to be the solution. And we will make solutions happen. We will make this better. And it was with those determinations that these realities and the, the experience that these people were having were then finding a, a real good place to begin and rebuild and restart. You know, uh, I often realized that my beliefs and my faith of what the afterlife is has actually helped people deal with what they consider the loss of a loved one. But what I'm saying to you is that that uniqueness of who you are, that fingerprint, determines something you have, an antidote, you know, or, and a gift, and a presence of itself to come to the various things that, that you are about in who you exist as. And maybe they're not coming to, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of beautiful people who just can't not maintain what it takes to walk into a field of disaster. You know, they can go to where it's not so bad or, you know, where there's just this or that that needs to be done and they're extremely effective. It's, it, but they can't walk into a totally devastated field and see the reality of what can be. And it's sort of like uh, my grandfather used to tell me it's the work of, of, of you know, he'd say you have to be the phoenix. This is the work for the phoenix. And what did that mean to us as natives? It meant 
that the phoenix was that that could rise out of its own ash and bring forth the power and the strength of what has been given by whatever has happened. By simply coming past it and getting past it, we have now a power and a strength we did not have before. So I, I, I was probably introduced to that in such a way that it's been my turn on, you know, and I've accepted as I've matured that it don't have to be for everybody, you know, that everybody has something that they do have to contribute, and if this is mine, so be it, you know, if that's yours, so be it, but let's just get it done, you know, let's get in here and let's get it done, and for me, it's just being able to hug them, uh, to wipe debris and hurt and tears from their beautiful faces, and as I look into those awesome eyes, I know that I see great spirit there. And I know that then, because that's present, and because I can love with that intensity and that openness, we will make it. And I never see it as they will make it. I realize we will make it. I know that if there's anyone suffering, I know energy well enough to know that suffering will affect us all. I know that what I know of energy and life, that there is no isolated situation that does not affect all of us. So that you know, when I go into that, I realize that in that moment, my whole heart is set on making something worthwhile to them. And sometimes, beloved, that isn't anything more than you just giving a sincere smile, a sincere hug, you know, just just being real, just being really sincere and that's that's a total act of compassion you know having the passion to come within what is there not approving making it right or judging it or anything but just understand and then we begin to see what can be and then we make that move and sometimes you know many times and i I don't even know when i started saying this or exactly why i started saying this I just realized it was something that I wanted them to understand. It was something I wanted to give to those who felt right there in that moment that all was lost. And I would say to them, it's okay if you don't have the faith to hold on, walk on mine. And I remember saying that in extreme situations. And I would, I would feel the power come up in me when I would say that. It's okay that you don't have that right now. Walk on mine. Come on. Follow me. Let's do this. Let's get this done. Here's what I need you to do. And just start. And I would realize that whatever that was in me that swelled up with such a sense of power and such a a sense of capability, it touched them. And I would watch them even in dire straits, loss of loved ones or dislocation, not knowing who, who had survived and who hadn't, and the loss of everything they had ever worked for in their life. I could see them in those moments just reach out with me and take hold of that and knowing right now that I'm the only thing they have to hold on to. And what's beautiful is in you, in me, is that gift that we can be that difference for them. In any state of need, we can make the difference for each other. Our world is in change we can meet that change with that kind of love and authority and power, each and every one of us. 
So, you know, no matter how, you know, I, I know a lot of people are very concerned right now, their economics. I know there's a lot of people storing up food for, we, you know, we may have to go into some kind of whatever, whatever's for two to five years or ten years for recovery and everything else. Okay, I'm not telling you I don't deal with that. I do. And if you're following my Facebook and a lot of other things, whenever I see some kind of news, I, I use my Facebook and all my social media to throw things out to create thought or to actually have an impact that makes you wake up and think about something. You know, along with that, I send you lots of beautiful and loving things that I just, the childlike quality of what my spirit is just wants to talk to you and play with you. So I do that too. But then, you know, I, I hear people say, why would you ever send something like that? It's because you need to think about that. You need to see that. How ridiculous is that? You know, and then in other times, it's like, are you aware this is going on? You know, have you have you gotten any, you know, any put on this? And then sometimes they send you stuff and I'll say, you know, what's your reflection on this? What are you doing? Are you active, actively sending stuff to your leaders and saying, no way is this all right? You know, what, how strong are you standing in what you want it to be? So I use my social media to, to go to all extremes of whatever those things are. And sometimes people say to me, you know, you're very controversial. I don't even know if I really know what the definition of that is at the moment for them. I know what the dictionary says, okay? But I think in some cases it's because people are totally in disagreement with most everything I do, and that's okay too, you know? But at the same time, it's like, you know, are you thinking? Did you hear about this? And then in some cases, like I said, some of it's so ridiculous. It's like, okay, where did that come from? A couple of months ago, or maybe it was a month ago now, uh, someone sent me a whole bunch of information about oh, Michelle Obama really being a man. That she's she's you know she's gone through surgery and stuff to be a woman, but that she really was born a man. It's like where did you get that? It's you know somebody sent me that. And listen, I'm still not saying it is or it's not. I don't know, but it's like okay, with everything else that's going on. And all the refugees we got and all of the things we're trying to come into balance with, with religions and everything, you know, do you really think that I'm going to stop my day and start trying to deal with Michelle Obama as a man? Really? You know, and it's like, and, and, and how much time did you take to look up all the stuff that you just sent, you know? And then it's at that point, I realized, okay, Paris, you stop doing that. You get back into, you know, being this this other being that you are. So then I usually send them something and say, okay, I know this took a lot of time. I appreciate that you thought it worthwhile to send it to me, but here's what I'd really like your help with, and then I direct them to something else. And like I said, I, please hear me. I'm not saying one way or the other. I truly don't know, but I want you to know something. I truly don't care. That's, that's just not my focus, okay? So basically, like I said, so when you come to my Facebook, you'll see all kinds of stuff. And then it's like, okay, have you heard this? What do you think of that? Or, wow, you better look up here and take a pay, pay attention here. You know, if it's something I'm telling you to pay attention to, beloved, just because I've done the research, the background search on it, and I know what I'm passing along is valid and that you do need to give it attention. But then, like I said, there's those other things that says, okay, are you, you know, are, what, what is this? Why would anybody be out here sending that? You know, what, what is this? So, you know, I'm not going to try and promote anybody as president. I'm not, you know, I'm looking at everybody myself and the who's of this and the who's of that and 
here's what I do know, is that at this point of our nation and our world, we all need to be very responsible for who we're electing to represent us. And we all need to be very responsible that they know what it is we want them to represent for us. And that's activists. That's, that's you doing something, talking and putting it out there. You know, if you elect them and you never talk to them and they never know what your particular ideas or thing, and all these things are coming up, if you're not saying to them how you feel about what's going on, they're just going to move on their own. And listen, don't let's look at judgment here. I don't judge them for making the wrong decision or a profitable decision for themselves. That's human nature. I, you know, I know I elected a human being. And I know that they're dependent on my vote to be where they're at. So I'm going to let them know how I feel about the things that are going on so that they can say they represented me and, and the better number of whoever's we are. But they can't if you're not communicating. Communication is community and you need to speak out and generate and consciously direct what the community is that you live in. Okay, I get all on to this, don't I? No. <laughs> you beautiful, wonderful people who check in here and play with me for this hour. I, I sometimes have to look at when I get all passionate and into all these things. And here you are holding on to the side of the seat saying, okay, which, where's she going now? What's she doing now? So I appreciate you very, very much and, and definitely love that you hang tight in here with me with all this. But on that note, it looks like... Uh, my engineer's kind of signaling me that we're pretty much within the timeline of me sharing, sitting here and sharing all of my laughter and this journey into consciousness with me. Okay, And I truly trust that you will take some part of this playful, wonderful, serious time that we've had and apply it to the greater good of your life. I love you dearly, and I don't care if you can accept that right now or not. It is my reality. You are me and I am you. And we live inside of each other's thoughts and lives. That if at this time, anything that I do can possibly make yours better, it's exactly what my intention is. And that you live and know that health, wealth, and happiness is yours to have. It is your birthright. And I ask that you be strong and speak up. You do not have to agree. It's not that I'm asking you to identify or hang with me because you agree. Sometimes it's something that you see totally different in a different way than I do that helps me see there is another aspect of it that I did not consider. So you stay clear and speak forward. And again, send me the beautiful stuff as well. And have a wonderful week. And I'll be talking to you again soon as we journey through this wonderful experience of Windows in your mind. This is Parisha, your host. Have a great week. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value you in your time. So I say to you, Olama Liaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com 
okay, com, C-O-M, slash forward, and it's V-E-N, period, P-A, period, R-I-S, period, H-A. And make sure that you share what you want to say and come on to the program. Remember, as of August, we will be actually going live. And you'll begin to really talk back to me and share your stuff. And I look so forward to that. So until then, know we are blessed. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com.